Two weeks ago, I started too early. You're such a jerk. And now it's your turn. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one, go for it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. My name is Megan, and the jerk who clicked play early is Brent, and this is I the follow-up play early. I record early, Megan. <laughs> I correct you. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church, and we are excited to be here today. We are. We're very <laughs> excited to be here. Happy Valentine's Day. I know. You day. guys are. It's after Valentine's Day for you, but it's Valentine's yes. Day for us. It is yeah. for us. Uh, Megan uh, basically had to park in the Dairy Queen parking lot <laughs> across sure the street. <laughs> uh, we are next to a flower shop and a bakery. Yep. And uh-huh. uh, they have, it looks like an ant farm constantly all day long, <laughs> in and out, in and out, people. Might be. Spending a lot of money. Did you, a I little talked bit to of the an exaggeration. old guy uh, who runs the shop, him and his yep. wife run the shop the other day. And he said uh, uh, Valentine's Day is the second busiest day. In their market next to Mother's Day. Yeah. Mother's Day number one and Valentine's Day number two. Makes sense to me. Uh, And he said that Valentine's Day on a Monday is like the worst day it could possibly be. For them? For them. And I don't know if it's like because they don't get as much business? I don't know. I I, I was trying to piece it together. Or does it have to do with like when they get their shipments? Maybe. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out, but he talks a lot, so I didn't want to like. (laughs) Encourage you. Yeah, I was was busy. (laughs) I was, uh, anyways. (laughs) It doesn't matter. That's fair. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Yeah, doing anything fun? I had hung out with some friends and watched the Super Bowl. Are you doing the uh, Valentine's Day pub crawl with Sam tonight? No. Oh, they're doing like a big... Yeah, I... Year- I, I no offense, Sam, but I have a thing against <laughs> singles groups from churches. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. I think he was just saying... Uh, even uh, it's not even just for singles for Valentine's oh, Day. It was just like, hey, we're yeah. bucking the trend of going to Bonefish Grill or Anthony's, and we're gonna just treat this like a, a, okay. a fun party night. Well, Anyways, it doesn't matter. Have fun. What did you think of the Super Bowl? He never invited me, so that's probably oh, part okay. of the way. Um, I thought it was. I don't know. I ended up not watching parts of it because there were like small children that I was playing with and doing stuff with. I got it. But um, I thought it was. I was excited that it was as competitive as it was. Um, and I was a little bit sad that there were some ref calls that really played a big part right at the end. Yeah. Um, and I liked the halftime show. I thought that was fun. I would say the halftime show was like a nine out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say I loved game, their set. Yeah. The set was awesome. Yeah. The and halftime the, show set was amazing. And the, like the city down below yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those are all like old, that was like, dude, my, yeah. my youth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah right? for sure. So, which is hilarious. <laughs> I saw somebody talk about how. Um, remember that feeling that you had when uh, the Rolling Stones and Mick Jagger were leading? You're like, what is this for old people? Yeah. And now you're like, this is for us. Yeah. And all the rest of the millennials are like, what is this old uh, yeah. people? Uh, someone who, who is 50 Cent and why is he hanging upside yeah. down? This doesn't make any sense. That dude looked like he was going to pass out, too. I'll be honest with you. I was like, man, he's upside down. If that, wow. If, if that intro was 30 seconds longer, he would have been like, Duh, I'm out. That was that was pretty funny. I uh, loved yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. man, Eminem singing Lose Yourself, good yep. grief, man. I know That's... one of my friends was like, What song do you think Eminem's gonna play? And I was like, um, his First major hit. What the, else song is And he one play? of the only ones that's clean for him. Yeah. Right? He has a, if you're look, looking at the list of clean songs that Eminem can sing at a yeah. halftime show yeah, without yeah, being yeah. bleeped off the stage. Yeah. It's Lose Yourself and then I don't know what else. Well, he has a couple like, because um, he has a, he went through a pretty big phase of doing like collabs with uh, like pop artists. Yeah. And a few, mo- many of those are pretty clean. Yeah, that's but, true. But like in that setting, like, he's not going to bring that person on to do that. And so, like, yeah. 
probably not one of those, but yeah. So uh, nine out of ten for the halftime show. I would give the game like a seven out of ten. Okay, it was fine. There was definitely a part there after, like in the third quarter to up to up to the fourth quarter, it was just like crappy football a little bit, and you're uh-huh. like, these are the best teams. These are the two best teams. <laughs> I don't even know if these are in the top ten. Yeah. Um. And uh, no offense if you're a, a <laughs> Bengals fan, you can be like, well, the Seahawks suck too. I'm not saying they didn't. Yeah. I'm just saying. I would rather watch you, Josh Allen. Yeah, and Patrick particularly as a like a a person who's not really vested in either team. Yeah, what you're really rooting for is like a good game, quality football. Yeah. the whole time. And there wasn't a lot of that. Yeah, let's yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say the commercials were like a two. Yeah, they weren't that great. They were awful, guys. Yeah, yeah. really bad. People would be like, no, 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 the talking animals. Those funny. No, guys, <laughs> guys. Awful. It was really funny. My one of my friends was like. They showed the Alexa one with Scarlett Johansson and whoever she's married uh, to. Yeah, Colin Jost yeah. from SNL. And he was like, yeah. oh, that's the best one. I was like, that's not even a Super Bowl ad. That's been playing for forever. Yeah. I've seen it. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Like so much money. $7 million for what I we know. talked about that last week. I'm just... You would, I would, I had hoped for better, and uh, maybe are people are gonna be like, "Oh man, you missed it." Here was one, a good one, you know, because yeah, I, I had kids running around the house. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was just sitting down the whole time, but for the most part, I just, you know, usually by this point, somebody's retweeted one that like just slayed, yeah, and I just haven't seen anything come through, yeah. and I don't recall. I mean, I sat through a lot of them, and I, I, I mean, I was, I was disappointed. So, yeah. anyways, whatever. I would agree with it you. Doesn't on matter. That. So, I actually missed most of the fourth quarter because I was playing hide and seek with my friends' kids. Mm. So, <laughs> what would you say uh, caloric intake for oh. the Super Bowl over under? Let's say. Uh, two thousand calories. I I was under. I was probably over. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. I had two burgers. <laughs> so again, it's a four hour game. Let's yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. The Super yeah. Bowl is like I mean, half times an hour in between. Maybe right? really close under, but yeah, because my friend made ribs, so Oof. he has a Traeger, and so he made ribs on the Traeger, and they were delicious. Kylie made some chocolate covered strawberries. Uh huh. I. I think I had 12. <laughs> that alone will get you over 2,000. Oh, it was so much. I might be exaggerating, but not by a lot. They yeah. were so good. We haven't had yeah. them in a while. And the strawberries were just, like, really freaking good. So. Yeah. I made cake. Nice. Uh-huh. And brought some, like, deli salads. So it was good. Good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. fun. Football's over. Basketball is now in session. It is now officially March Madness time. <laughs> and you know I'm excited. I, know. I was like, no, it's baseball season. No, not yet. <laughs> Don't skip over college basketball. You can't do that to me. I skip over college basketball. Ah, it's fun. It's good. Uh, it's good. What else do we do? Oh, uh, Coach's Corner. Real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm coaching my third and fourth grade boys, white bluffs, whatever. Grayson's on the team. And, and, uh, I mentioned his buddy Levi, um, uh, our friend Corey, his son, um, who was, was there on Sunday and his, it's Corey was gone. So it was just Levi hanging out with me and, and on the bench and whatever. And, uh, they go, your game's on Saturday game on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And we're playing and he actually, he's on the court. I take that back. He's on the court. So he's running down and he gets blocked by a guy, right? He goes up to shoot and gets blocked. And as he's running back down the court, he comes, he, he has this way of like swerving over to the coach's corner yeah. to kind of go talk to, <laughs> to the, the coaches be- before yeah. he goes back out of yeah. the court. And he's like, that guy, I think that guy can dunk, man. <laughs> 
That's what you say when you just got blocked by somebody. Yeah. Like, it's okay. That guy can, that kid can probably that dunk can in dunk. the fourth grade. Like, somebody check his birth certificate. It's yeah. really, really funny to be like, he said it so matter of factually. Like, yeah. he's seen this kid get massive. Ups. I don't know Levi that well, but he sounds oh like my he's gosh. got a great sense He'd be one of your favorites. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. That's great. We, uh, we probably lost again. I think we're two and two now. It was a definitely closer game, but if I had to guess, they won by a few. So. Um, I w- you know. Of course, you would guess that your yeah. team won. No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm guessing the that they team. won. Oh, okay, I'm guessing it, that okay. the other team won. <laughs> but anyways, we had a good weekend. Uh, our twins had a birthday, uh, ninth birthday. That's we right. We did a Minecraft party here at the church in the theater. It's nice when dad owns keys to uh, a theater. Yeah. Um, you know, where are you going to do your party at? Yeah. Well. Where it's free, y'all. <laughs> um, so they had a good time. Where they have like a whole Minecraft station already set up. They do. So. They were playing the soundtrack <laughs> for it. Um, they... Uh, yeah, got all kinds of crazy stuff and toys and fun yeah, things. Yeah, they've showed me some of their Minecraft before. It's pretty extensive. Yep, yep. Yeah. We even let him take home the Xbox for the night, um, oh. which was a big deal. So yeah. him and his buddy stayed up. We don't have we don't have any video games uh, systems, but we brought the one from the church home for the night, and they stayed up way too late, and he was exhausted the next day. It was glorious. <laughs> it's like that thing you live for as a kid. You know yeah, what I mean? so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Good weekend. Uh, a lot of fun. We uh, finished off a series on Sunday, too, called Live No Lies. Yep. And uh, it was a three-part series, kind of short, kind of quick, uh, but I think really kind of good and helpful. And we finished off in John chapter 17, Jesus' prayer, his three-part prayer. And we focused on the middle section, which is, you know, our prayers for the disciples who are in the world, but hopefully not of the world. What does it mean to be in the world, not of the world? A phrase that is, I think, co- commonly thrown around uh, in the church and especially in youth groups. I remember growing up um, as parents are trying to tell you which CDs you're allowed to buy and not yeah. buy and li- and music you're allowed to listen to mm-hmm. and not listen to and, and movies you can watch and not watch. Anyways. And behaviors you should do and not yeah. do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be like all your friends. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so that was... That was a big piece of it. And then uh, the the one that I really loved and the point that I, I wanted to make special mention of is that Ralph Waldo, Ralph Waldo Emerson quote um, about we don't like people who unmask our mm-hmm. illusions and um, likening that to like just normal life, um, cultural differences and people who see the world differently than us. Um, biblical, when you see this with Jesus unmasking people's illusions, really, why did people hate Jesus? I, I discussed that. I, I did want to mention um, that it's a very unsettling experience when those things happen too. And it's not always bad. Um, I say we don't like those people. Um but sometimes I think we don't like the experience. Yes, we don't like that's what it is. Which we don't trans- like the experience. Which often transfers to the person we shoot the starting that yes. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so not to interrupt. The but. the example that I gave was a book that I had read recently, but the one that I also wanted to do just for sake of time and just didn't get to it was when we when the twins were born, and I was re- reminded of this weekend because of the, the nature of the events of the birthday party. Um, <laughs> when our twins were born, um, Grayson was first and Jovi was second. And we could tell when Jovi came out that there was some breathing issues that were in play. And they, uh, like, like put Grayson on her chest or like next to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they held Jovi next to her for a quick photo. Mm-hmm. And then they whisked her away into the NICU. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that she was like a little bit blue, like a little bit like something. And Kylie kept asking, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's good. We're just going to go do some tests and you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it didn't take long for us to figure out, okay, she's going to be in the NICU. Everything's pretty much fine. Like we're, it's okay. But like, um, you know, there, there are some things that we're nervous about. And, and so, 
um, the first, and she started losing weight and all this kind of stuff. So, so she's in there. So when, when I wanted to go see her, Kylie was still in bed recovering because she just gave, you know, pushed two twins out of the birth canal anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, not up and around Adam, you know? Yeah. Um, she, uh, she, so I had the responsibility. I was the one that went over and yeah. I stayed with Jovi for the first part. She stayed with Grayson in the, in the room. And so when I go in there, they're like, okay, now to go in here, you're going to have to like wear scrubs and goggles and, and scrub down and wash your hands for a minimum of two minutes. It was like a process, like mm-hmm. 30, not, not like long, but like five minutes probably of all the preparatory stuff that you need to do to be able to go in and see your child who is now, you know, in this thing, you can't touch her. You can't, you hold her. Um, she's under a lamp. She's got a, a tube down her throat, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't know it was that extensive. Yeah. It was, it was bad early yeah. on. Um, and so, uh, or like, uh, I'm trying to remember. Did I think, she yeah, have, I'm was she sure intubated? Down her throat. I, I'm, I'm maybe just like the, the cannula that go on the nose. Could be. I, I, or I like don't a recall. Mask Kylie over... would remember better. Okay. Uh, but I remember it, being like it's possible she had like a mask over her mouth that might have nose been it. that had a tube like coming a, out of like it like a strap down yeah yeah like thing. yeah that, that could have definitely been it okay. i'm not sure that she was intubated but okay. she definitely had something on her face yeah for sure and to the point that we were like i was going oh okay this is like serious and kylie's in the other room and i would kind of go back and forth between those two things how's she doing how's she looking she's looking great you know like <laughs> It's fine. Everything's really great. They're doing a great job in there. They're taking care of her. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm doing this dance back and mm-hmm. forth. And so, like, then all of a sudden the reality kind of sets in for Kylie. She's got to come over. And she told me this weekend her first experience to go see Jovi, she didn't even know what she looked like because they whisked her away so fast. Mm-hmm. So she had to, like, look at the charts on the ends of the beds to find out which was her daughter. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, day two. day. I yeah. mean, you know, like, mm-hmm. day one, day two, whatever, like, pretty um, – uh, a while after, not enough familiarity there to be able to do that. So, anyways, um, they then told us um, she's got a certain percentage of breathing capacity. We need, we're going to keep her in here. Uh, there may come a point. It sounds like we're going to probably discharge you with Grayson, and then she's going to have to stay. You can come back and visit her um, and stay with her all day, but you know you can't stay the night. We need the hospital room to kind of go into the next, mm-hmm. which we totally understood. So that's what we were planning for, right? So we're thinking we've got this long run in the NICU, like it's going to be one of those scenarios where ah, that's going to suck for a while, right? Um, and then we are. It was uh, so Valentine's Day. Oh wow, yeah. Um, because they were born the twelfth. Mm-hmm. So two days later, uh, uh, they come in and maybe it was the 15th the morning of the 15th something like that either either evening of the 13th or the 14th whatever but the next day somebody who had attended east like was a NICU nurse she doesn't attend there any uh she doesn't live in the tri-cities anymore but um she had come in and said and so we're living in this state of like everything's kind of like up in the air and we're, we're nervous and scared right uh for her um and then she comes in and is like hey um so really great news it sounds like you guys are going to be discharged uh, with Jovi, like Jovi can go home with you. And we're like, Oh, that is incredible news. Like, wow. And then she goes, and by the way, here's some photos that we took of her. We dressed her up in like this ladybug outfit <laughs> last night in the NICU. And here's some cute photos. And we were like, she's good enough to like get dressed up and take photos. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're taking her home. Right. Yeah. And we were like, we have been thinking for 48 hours, like she's on lifelines. Yeah. And you're Taking her and dressing her in different outfits, yeah, and like that's like the difference of perspective, right? Up on the elbows, yeah. <laughs> like with her hands 
going under her chin. Yeah, under yeah. her chin. <laughs> and we're like, our like a bubble popped for us, like a world popped for us. Like we thought she was fighting for her life, and she was like, I mean, I guess I don't choose the NICU, but like. The yeah. world was definitely like a messenger of good news of being like, uh, that's not really how it's been. It's been a little yeah. bit differently. It's like a different perspective too, right? Because you don't know. You don't know. It's all foreign to you. Oh. It looks really serious and really scary. But like a NICU nurse is like, oh, she's fine. <laughs> like <laughs> 100%. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> In that NICU, like the next bed over, there yeah. was parents who had been coming and visiting their child for like three months. Yep. There's somebody over here that's been here for like six weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and there's, there's not like different rooms. It was all, this is the room. And yep. these are the parents who've been driving back and forth and you hear their stories and you're going, oh, great, you know? Yeah. And I, every NICU nurse I've ever heard talk about it is like, well, we immediately know, like, it's really easy for us to tell. Yeah. Like what the level is. Yeah. And they did not tell us. Nope. They kept us <laughs> in the dark. And I get that. You don't want to tell somebody, like, what's the worst thing you can tell a parent? You're, she's going to be fine. You're yeah. going home in and two days. And then something happens. And then something happens. Yep, and it's like, yep, it's yep. a week and you told me it's going to be two days. So yep. I understand why they did it. I just wanted to play into like yep. this idea of our world is, and then we are like trying to make sense of these pictures because six hours ago you told us that we couldn't hold our baby, but then you could, and you could dress our <laughs> dress her up in like play clothes. Um, that was just a weird deal. So it's fine. Uh, we we got over it quickly. We were just happy that to get her home. Yes, but yes. that was an example of uh, a positive illusion that was broken. Mm -hmm. um, and yet I just remember both of us kind of shell-shocked for a few hours. Like, we really get to go home and she gets to go home. So anyways, that yeah. was an interesting story for me. What yeah. was something that you um, – I like that quote too, the um, the the one about the, where we don't like the people who take the mask off of. And like the truth is – like the truth that we hear really does kind of burst the bubble sometimes. Um, so one thing I was thinking um, – Oh, I think often, like, even if you aren't religious, um, you know, in your heart of hearts, like if something is hurting your soul and often that is like from the world. Um, and so I think like Jesus isn't asking us to necessarily, he's not asking us to be outside of that or be away from that in order to like deprive us. Like he's, he wants us to be free from the, like, from the dependency on, what the world can offer you yeah, because it doesn't, it's not, a, it's not complete. And I, he's offering something different. He's offering something more. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking, Oh shoot, I just lost it. Um, Oh, I don't know. I was thinking something else when you were talking and then, and I thought it earlier and now it's completely lost my brain. So um, we'll see if it comes back later. Um, but just that idea of like, we're not being asked to be outside of the world so that we're deprived from things. We're asked to be outside of it so that we can be free to love the way to be the loving beings that Christ has and God has created us to be. Yeah. And I just remembered what I was going to say, but so the okay. other thing I was thinking yeah. is now I think sometimes when we hear like be in the world, but not of the world, it's like an isolationist call to yeah. a lot of people. But I think like God is asking us to also be for the world. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're outside of it, but you're also like rooting for it and you're for the world and you're like actively working on benefiting this society and this place that you live in that's broken and like working towards like 
bringing reconciliation and healing and bringing like love and justice and all those things into this place that doesn't have them completely. Oh, I should have turned my phone on by fate. <laughs> that was a train horn. Um, so yes. And I think a big issue that I had that growing up in the, in, but not of language was the, the um, entry point was typically uh, negative towards the, the, there's like there, there's more wrong in the world than there is good in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely wrong. Let's figure out where it's wrong mm-hmm. instead of like, there's definitely a lot of good out there. You can also start by the point of going, there's a lot of good. Let's cling to what is good. Then there's disordered good on mm-hmm. that. And that's what you don't want to trap yourself into. So, but if you start with like, look for the good in this thing and then, and then build upon that, that's a kind of a different approach that I think is more fair to what Jesus had in mind with his disciples when he's mm-hmm. kind of telling them some of that language stuff. Yeah. Anything else? On that your was notes? it. Okay. Excellent. Um, good. Uh, that'll do it for that uh, series, <laughs> I guess. And we're yeah. starting a brand new series called Sinners and Saints. What's that about? On Sunday. It's going to be about uh, looking at some church history. If, if you've, if you've uh, there's a book called Bullies and Saints um, that I'm kind of working off to kind of talk about it. But historically, the church has had some people who've done some really good things and some really mm-hmm. bad things. And all in a lot of times, all in the name of Jesus are all in the name of the church. Mm-hmm. And if you don't uh, oftentimes own up to the um, shortcomings of some of that, mm-hmm. then, and you just paint over with, and gloss over all of that with, with all, but, but don't worry, there's really good things. It's not really being <laughs> true to kind of the historical mm-hmm. uh, look at it. And mm-hmm. I think if you can be honest about it, and this is true for, I mean, it's Black History Month for us too, right? This is the, the whole piece of, uh, of some of the 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 look back on on uh, some of the stuff with the history of America and mm-hmm. going, um, it's not all bad, it's not all good. There's ups and downs in all of this. You yeah. gotta like be honest about mm-hmm. everything, and I think it's well, a healing think, process for that. And like in order to heal the people who have been hurt by that, like as an institution, you really need to say, yeah, that was really awful, and that is part of our history, and like we need to own that. And that doesn't mean I was actively participating in it or I should feel shame about it or whatever, but I need to own that that's part of our history as a group who like, if I call myself Christian, then that's part of what helped create this Christianity that I'm part of now. And um, it's important to like own that and, and acknowledge that and let people who are hurt by it. And allow that to shape what's most important, which is what is ahead of us. Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. does it mean in terms of motivating us and how do we what is the lens in which we look at our future and how we move forward by loving people and, and raising kids in an environment like this? So how do yeah. I use that as fuel for positivity in, in moving forward? So yeah. that is very much in line with uh, a church history thing, and I think it's a good time to be able to talk about that. Cool. So uh, that'll be uh, kicking off this Sunday at nine. Uh, sorry, eight thirty or ten o'clock. Eight thirty <laughs> in person, ten o'clock in person, and also online uh, at eastlaketricities.com uh, slash live stream, mm-hmm. or you can download the app and access it there. So yep. uh, something interesting. So let's see, you open. I open. I go first. Yep. Uh, this uh, I'm going to tie it into our promo. Um, this Wednesday, uh, if you're listening to this, probably on Wednesday this evening at 7 p.m., we are kicking off uh, Pub Theology again. It's been about two years since we've done a Pub Theology, but uh, Pub Theology has been a spot where we uh, get together to discuss a podcast centered around some some sort of theological topic. 
um, and uh, do it in a setting that's kind of a public space that's uh, meant for discussion at the local pub. And we're going to Two Bits and a Bite, which is right around the corner from the theater behind Brucci's over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the so, something interesting is the podcast that we're going to be using to kind of bounce off of for this discussion this week. It's called Bema Podcast, bemadiscipleship.com. Um, it's based out of Moscow, Idaho. Uh, and there's like a campus uh, impact uh, campus ministries is what it's called, I think. Uh, Marty Solomon is the lead guy, and we're going to be doing episode two, uh, Knowing When to Say Enough, about creation um, in the creative uh, story in, in Genesis 2 and chapter 3. Um, God creates, and then eventually he gets to the spot where he goes, enough, day seven, takes a Sabbath, mm-hmm. and part of living and living into our fulfillment is knowing when to say enough, knowing when to say, oh, I'm good, that's good, enough, mm-hmm. not just constant acquisition of everything at all times. Um, it's based at, he references a really fantastic resource called um, The Sabbath by Abraham Joshua Heschel, uh, a Jewish uh, sort of guy. So anyways, um, if you're interested in that, there's a book, uh, there's a podcast, whatever your means of educating yourself is, uh, we've got some avenues. And if it's people, then the best way to do it would be to show up tonight at <laughs> seven o'clock at Two Bits and a Bite. We'd love to have you. That's so. Wednesday night. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Or get on the mailing list for future ones, too. Yep. We're going to do this yeah, every yeah. other month. We're going to balance these out with pub theology one month and then uh, film and theology on the other months okay. is the plan moving forward. So, cool. Yeah. What do you got? All right. I got – Margo sent me this link, um, and then I did some additional research. But it's about the um, incentive salaries or what gold medalists or what medalists get paid by each country um, oh, interesting. in the Olympics. So this is um, – you know, this – I'm on a Wikipedia site right now. It was also a BuzzFeed article. Um, so it's not, you know. Super legit. It, it, take it with a grain. Um, and then there's also <laughs> the aspect of like um, there are some countries that are paying. I heard like I think uh, one of the Asian countries, there was like a Forbes article. One of the Asian countries is spending like a million, six million per gold medal or something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so um, there's also, I think you have to factor in like how many um, Olympians do does each country, each country have? How many golds do they anticipate having? What are other economic opportunities? So this is just money paid by like that country's Olympic committee. Um, oftentimes like U.S. athletes, get paid by like the sport organization as well or and or like endorsements and those kinds of things also um but the united states is one of the lower ones and i want you to guess how much do you think um u.s athletes get for a gold medal uh gold medal let's say two hundred fifty thousand. no less less 125,000 less Ooh. uh $75,000 less Whoa, really? Yep. Oh, wow. I thought it would definitely be higher than that. Nope. Uh, 50,000. Less. 25. More. 35. <laughs> 37. 37,000$. 37,500. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So Obviously, the money is in the endorsements. Yeah, for U.S. athletes, yes. for sure. And a lot of U.S. athletes get paid by, like, U.S. swimming or U.S. skating or U.S. whatever yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, and then there's several countries that don't pay anything. Yeah. Um, and they get those are like true to the sport, right? True so, to the nature. So, well, of it. yes and no. So, like Great Britain, Sweden, and Norway on here don't pay anything for medals, but their athletes get an annual stipend. Okay. Of like which is slightly interesting 000. because you know who is really in the top uh, top three of Winter Olympics? Norway, Norway. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Which makes uh, sense, they obviously. They led. They won last uh, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, they I think they're the leading now as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then Canada is less than the United States. Um, the highest on this list is uh, Singapore, which pays $737,000 for a gold medal. Um, but, yeah, a lot uh, – I think – I don't – this might not be accurate, but I think there was a Forbes article that um, – said that one country for this Winter Olympics was paying, like, over a million. So. Interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been talking or reading up on um, some articles about, obviously, Olympics are going on, and this is kind of hot topics right now, but um, how do they, they're hiring brand managers, how do I keep my image? It's really hard for some of them. Four-year spans in between is, unless your name is Sean White or Michaela Schifrin or whatever, but uh, it's it's a little bit difficult to be like I'm the ice skater that won the gold medal. Guys, remember me? Yeah, uh, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, but Nathan Chen's got a, bun- a bunch of promo this year, mm-hmm. um, and so they're they're talking about what does it mean to be a face, and then how do you keep that momentum going through four years? And then one of the big deals is the Eileen uh, Gu uh, skier, uh, downhill skier, who is uh, from representing China, but she's. She was born in the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of her. Her mom is from China, Mm -hmm. and so she chose to kind of do that. Now, one of the controversies about it um, is that uh, China does not grant dual citizenship. Oh. And so they're trying to figure out. They've not made a statement on whether they provided an exemption because she's currently, as far as everybody knows, a U.S. citizen. I mean, she was born here. She's a U.S. citizen. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so did she uh, put that off what's the or plan? has she like you she could ren- like renounce her u.s citizenship and become a complete chinese citizen absolutely except that she lives here oh, okay, and has then. lived here the whole time <laughs> and trains here and does everything so it was a big deal when she chose to go yeah, represent yeah. out of her family heritage which is totally uh, understandable mm-hmm. um but china has a very hardcore stance not un- unlike most other nations who are like if you have dual citizenship you pick which one you want to represent yeah and we're fine yeah. with that they're like no, no no it's only us unless they made an exception because she's so good they're yeah, like and they want no, we definitely want her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit under the, interesting, under interesting. the stuff. But yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Anything yeah. else? That's it. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. We will be back on next week. Yeah, we will. Ready I don't know why you're roll. confused by that. I don't know. I was just thinking about <laughs> Well, maybe week. not. It is a Monday holiday next week, so we'll see what happens. That's true. <laughs> maybe recording on Tuesday. Either way, it'll drop on Wednesday. We'll talk to you later. Have a good week, guys. Bye.